here we go. Rabbi Nebachi, at the end of uh, Parashas Pekude, is bringing um, Psukim and Mishle, where Shlomo Melech is attempting to help Kalisrol overcome the temptation or even the uh, past violation, even in a very major way, of the very severe and uh, even intellectually clearly understood Isser of Geza. Um, and of course, uh, as we know, Daramabo was Nechtaman Gezel, but he says, person doesn't give it back, can't get Mechila. It's um, something that really is a quite serious situation. But yet, there is the uh, attitude of the one who has already, unfortunately, gone very far down that road where he'll say, how can I give it back? It would seem like he can't really imagine giving back all his money, even though he realizes, he may have may rationalized, but I don't know if it's even limited to that. Some of you rationalize it's harder, but even perhaps without that, it might also be quite difficult. He has amassed enormous amounts, and so. Uh, quite difficult to envision parting ways with it. And of course, this could be necessary for anybody who could be faced with such a challenge. So what would we expect um, if we hadn't seen this Mahamakam on our own, what Shlomo Melech would say to the person? What would we say to a person if we were perhaps uh, meeting up with an old friend of ours um, who we used to be very close to and sort of parted ways for a while and now we had a chance to get back together again and having a really good time together but we know that they're not in a good place in their, um, shall we say, uh, um, lifestyle vis-a-vis -vis the quality of honesty and integrity. And we really want to help them. What can we imagine we would say to the person of course, the most, you know, uh, careful, but nevertheless, um, hopefully effective manner to try to get them to change course. That's something to think about for, for a moment or two. It's no, no easy job. How do you get somebody to recognize that he has gone in a very not good direction and really needs to make a uh, major reversal as quickly as possible. Can I ask a slight question here before you go further? Sure. Are you talking about, like, uh, I just want to know how this stands vis-a-vis -vis the Hoshea, uh, Tzadikim, or somebody who's Oshku in this type of behavior is just going to stumble as the unfortunately discussed. That it's not. I, mean, I just want to know how you're asking this question with that I mean, the, with that pasuk in mind. The neviim were sent to Klal to help them to do tshuva from. No, I'm saying, but the navi, the navi there's from Shea is specifically saying that a person who is totally in this world of 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 whatever the avera is, 
he can't come back from that bank. He's going to be nichshol again. He's no, going to keep sorry. slipping in it. This is clear from here, not like that. Right, so that's I'm what I'm asking you. You're saying no. I'm not familiar with that, with those psukim. You'll have to maybe send those to me and I'll try to take a look. I hope it's not what um, it, it, it seems or might have seemed. Um, it's clear from the Rambam, even somebody who was Russia Koyomov, can do tshuva bachreina and emas kirin loy, anything of his chatoim. And that we have in history, you know, some real uh, first class Rishon that did turn around. He's a nichna achav. There were great Rishon that were chayzim b'tshuva. The Sephora by power in the Mitzrim says that the first nine makas were not intended as einish, but it was to try to inspire the Mitzrim to do tshuva, even out of avas Hashem and his hakor of his chesed and his godless. So we believe that there is hope. And if you had, like I'm trying to suggest, a good old friend that you're having a really good time getting back together with, but desperately wanting to help him, there's no, no simple, easy solution. And Shalom Melech is also trying to do that. Now, what does Shalom Melech say, according to Rebbein Nebuchadnezzar? Shalom Melech says to that person, you give back everything you stole and you live in a very meager kind of a lifestyle your life will be better it will be better because it will be with the recognition of Hashem the reverence for Hashem and the love of Hashem and that is better than any other kind of pleasure and the proof of it is that we are having such a good time together in this little reunion that we're having. We're just here, you know, having a little salad together. We're not doing anything crazy, no wild party, just reconnecting, reminiscing about good old days. And we're really enjoying our company, one to the other, one with the other. Shalom Malik says, that can show you the fact that that pleasure exceeds the most lavish material pleasure. The, the, the meager meal of vegetables with your friends is better, is more enjoyable than the thickest, best steak in the company of your enemies slash competition, people that's not okay with one another. That shows you, the way the Malm is explaining it, that Tanoah um, from the Nefesh. So, Kalvachomer, when it comes to Hashem, that's, there will be even greater pleasure because Hashem is a greater friend, truer friend, more, uh, more important friend than uh, any human friend. Now, before we react, of course, there's no denying that the two obvious difficulties that to experience love of Hashem is not a uh, one-shot kind of a deal. You can't just snap your fingers and have it. So the Chorah Menuhim cannot be suggesting that automatically when that person will make that major 
proper choice, which was quite an accomplishment, then he's going to transform into a tzaddik on the level of living with Abbas Hashem. So it needs to be understood. And also the, the component of the Kavachomer, so for so a human being, is tangible. So it's sensed in a certain way, of course, much more vividly than the relationship with Hashem. But after everything is said and done, the main question that sort of remains is, how can we expect that this will have the effect of causing the person to change course, to transform his life? It's hard to imagine that the attractiveness of that pleasure is going to be so powerful as to make him want to drop everything that he has in his life right now and embrace a greater enjoyment of you know, sitting in the one-room flat eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's hard to imagine that this will serve as the motivation to make him, oh, discover, wow, I can have better pleasure than what I have right now. Okay, chuck this all and let me grab the better pleasure. I doubt that it could possibly work that way. It's not something that's familiar to the person. Even if you could hear and, and, and trust and believe and understand a little bit, how is that able to get through to make some kind of a significant lifestyle change? That's what's most uh, sort of troubling or perplexing to me. And if we can figure that out, I think that would be uh, very, very meaningful. So if anybody has any uh, reaction to this so far or any thoughts to try to help explain that, they're, of course, are very much welcome. Rabbi Goldman? <laughs> we can't hear you. You're still muted. Unmute. I am waiting very um, eagerly to hear what Rabbi Shmiman has to say. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's encouraging, but uh, I, don't know, I don't know if that's enough. Uh, so, I think we should, as a first step, just try to define what Rebbein Nebachi means that it will be with Yeres Hashem and Avosim. In what sense will it be with love of Hashem? Welcome, welcome. In what sense, what does he mean it will be with love of Hashem? Um, you know, many people would say, we understand this concept. There are many people that appreciate morality, that appreciate uh, living with honesty, and would not want to steal, even if they think they can get away with it. And I don't think that's the fullness of what Nehemiah Bahai is saying, because he's talking in terms of Yerush Hashem and Avas Hashem. He's talking in terms of wanting to do it for the sake of that pleasure. Not just, I don't want to violate my principles. I don't want to go against my, my values. 
I don't want to be in a sense self-injurious to my self-esteem, to my whole self-concept. I don't want to act in contradiction to myself. There's something powerfully positive that he's talking about. So we have to agree that it may be subtle. But I think that's what it has to mean is like we find in the Rambam in Lachas Megillah that uh, the greatest simcha is coming from Matanas Laviyonim because in that way a person is following the ways of Hashem who is the one who uplifts and gives life to those that are lowly and downtrodden. And the person knows that the money that he's giving, especially if it's a substantial amount that can have a big impact, is going to be doing that. And that is giving him the peak inner simcha. Why, says the Rambam? Because through that, he's daim al Perhaps what Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is explaining, Shalmel to be saying, is that it's coming to help a person to realize the cause of that gratification that a person has when he is living with honesty, especially when it's not easy, or so to any good midah in any life situation, especially if it's not easy, is that through that we are connecting to Hashem. We are innately a spiritual being with the innate makeup with the innate starting point of connection, the innate capacity for connection, the innate design for connection with Hashem. What it means, Avas Hashem, means what is there to love about Hashem that we can understand, that we can relate to. All those midos tovos. We may not always think about them in terms of Avas Hashem, but that's what they're truly based on. That's what a person is truly experiencing when he is performing kindness, compassion, honesty, integrity, humility, loyalty, forgiveness, empathy, all the good qualities that a person has within him, when he is living with them, what he is really doing is connecting to Hashem and experiencing love of Hashem. He is loving those good qualities and living with them, valuing them, appreciating them, embracing them, which is... By definition, loving Hashem, loving the qualities that Hashem is the source of. And Hashem Malach is revealing to a person, you have within you this power of connection. And the support for it, so to speak, is that we could see how the true source of pleasure of a person is of a spiritual nature. His greatest pleasure comes from something not materialistic, not external, but something internal. The connection to the people that he has a close connection. That is the greatest source of pleasure. What is that showing? That's showing you are innately a spiritual being. And it's reasonable then to conclude that the source of that spirit is, of course, Hashem himself. That's where you're deriving that nature from. And that the connection to Hashem will be, even though it's less tangible, less visible, will be of a more meaningful, more gratifying nature.
So trying to sort of address this question of how that impact a person to be able to change his life, to want to change his life. I think really what it has to be is somebody that's not totally spelled out. Maybe that's the best way where we have to figure it out ourselves and discover it. I don't think it means like 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 I said before, that's Shalmalach is offering it to the person as like a perk, as a motivation. Come, you know, join the group of the honest people because your life will be so much better as the driving force to make him choose that over what he has. He knows already everything he needs to know. He knows about, about all this, this the, the morality of it, the truth of it, the, the, the severity of it. But he's caught, he's caught in, this is who I am, this is what I am. My money, how can I give back my money? That's my whole self. Or that's all blocked out. So Shalom Aleich is telling him, you can discover that you are a being of spirituality, that you are a being of eternity, that you are a being that has the power of connection to Hashem, not only in Olam HaHaseh, of course, but for forever. How can you see that? Because if you will give it back, you will be having a greater pleasure. And you can realize if you would be open to realize it. You can hear my message, Shalom Malik is saying. You could see that the connection that you have to people of a spiritual, because of a spiritual nature, is really the greatest pleasure. And that's even more so with Hashem. And that by definition means you are an eternal being. You are a spiritual being. You are a being who is designed to be able to connect to Hashem. Hashem is only the, the only source of that koach in a person. So the fact that I could, I could imagine, I can envision having the peace and tranquility and serenity and hanor of living with honesty, which is the connection with Hashem, the fact that I could see in my life what's really gratifying to me What's really most enjoyable to me is my connection to the people that I have a good close relationship with. That's helping me to realize that I am, by my true essence, a being of spirituality. And that I don't need the money. That is not who I am. That is not what I am. And I don't need it for my own sense of self. It's just a mirage. It's just a fantasy. Just a cover-up. If I, if I drop it, everything will be fine. I'll be fine with myself. And nobody will care. Nobody cares now either. It's, everything is just in, in my imagination. So then, is it really worth it? Look what I'm, look, look what I'm giving up. And look what I'm risking for what? For somebody that's only a make-believe thing. <clears throat> But it's external, it's not lasting, it's not, and it's not necessary. So it's only through this, the sense of where do I get my pleasure from? And what can I have my pleasure from? 
that I can sense, oh, who I am or what I am and what my pleasure will be from and what kind of pleasure it will be for all, for all time. That's the, the best suggestion that I could suggest uh, right now. Um, I think it is Kedai, just to, you know, take notes that there is something very novel here in the sense of looking at all aspects of morality and truth and goodness and mitzvot, not just as a way to you know, gain reward in the next world, a way to even gain reward in this world, it'll be better for me, even though I'll be sacrificing, but I'll gain, I'll gain other ways. We should look at it like the Torah does not want any sacrifice. The Torah is designing a system for us to have the fullest pleasure in Olam Hazza and how much more so for forever. And it's never supposed to be a choice of giving up Olam Hazza for the sake of being good or Olam Haba or other kinds of reward in Olam Hazza. But here and now, the mitzvah, the Avera that they're faced with, the life challenge is a sacrifice, but it's going to pay off. So the goal should be to recognize there'll be no sacrifice. When I'm doing what's right, I'm connecting with Hashem, I'll be having the best pleasure. And the only way to test it out is to try to imagine facing some life situation where we have to make a proper choice, which is not easy, and deciding to do it for the sake of having the pleasure of connecting to Hashem that comes from doing the good, right thing. And then we can imagine ourselves making a good life choice. It's not easy. For the sake of, or out of the recognition, that I will not lose anything, or only gain a deeper connection with Hashem, and with, with truth, with love, with His love, with my love for Him, that will be a greater pleasure than we will be in a very good place. <laughs> if we can imagine, envision doing that, then to actually do it, that will be even better. <laughs> I can only claim to have tried it once. <laughs> I can't tell you what happened. <laughs> okay, so um, any and all reaction is most welcome. Specifically about Gezel? Like no, 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 no. It's not limited to Gezel, of course. I mean, yeah, this really could I to put out there. Um, the, as, we, as we mentioned in the, in the past session, the Urbane, uh, the Garaye in the beginning of Parshas Kedoshan says the reason why Kedush is mentioned when it comes to Ged Erevers is because that's the most powerful Gashmi pull on a person. So that's the greatest opportunity for achieving connection to Hashem, which is called Kedusha, who is moved off from all Gashmias, and uh, we should look at any situation, any mitzvah for that matter, any opportunity, any spiritual involvement as an opportunity to connecting to Hashem, like the Ramam says in the Parachalic, the Midesh Tairis, which are the mitzvahs. All the mitzvahs have their roots in the Shleimus of Hashem, some we understand more fully, some we understand less, some we understand much less, but we know that is their true basic nature and they have that effect and we should try to understand them as best we can and 
live them as best, as much as we can in their fullest nature. Okay. So, anytime we're faced with doing something that's not easy, we should look at it as a golden opportunity. As it's a gold mine to be able to make that connection in a very powerful way and then see what happens. Now, this may take a little while because it's very unfamiliar to us. We're very much used to thinking only in terms of sacrificing of ourselves for what's right, being a good person, which means to give up of, you know, the Olam for the sake of Avodis Hashem and Kamash Mulan. That's not what the Torah wants. Rabbi Machai is showing us, Shomar is showing us, Hashem does not want us to be sacrificing ever. Now it may take a little reacclimation and, and real good disbindedness to come to the recognition that we have that connection and we can experience that connection and try to focus on the fact that that's really what's happening. We are connecting with our true self, with Hashem, through all those life situations. And that, even though it's a very subtle nature, is the really true best pleasure in life. Do I have to be thinking consciously about it? I don't know. I don't know if the person even needs to know that But he is, by definition, going in the ways of Hashem, being He knows he's doing that. So then he is experiencing through that connection, direct connection with Hashem. That is the greatest simcha for a person. So any means that we have, any opportunity that we have, is the means for that pleasure which the wants us to have. And then, of course, it gets magnified quite a bit forever. So remember, I saying, no sacrifice for morality. Do not let the HR tell you that you have to sacrifice. Tell them it's no sacrifice, it's only win-win. And we have to thank him for the chairs. <laughs> he does his job very well. He has to give us some kind of challenge. Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't work. We have to have the opportunity for Bechira, for good Amelis, for being kinder than Midatayva. But what's happening, even here and now, is connection with Hashem, which is the peak ultimate peak pleasure. It's innate, built in. It's innate. Can I ask a question? By all means, please. Um, I, maybe it's, um, I'm sure it's not, uh, I, I, it's probably not such a holy question, but it seems yeah. like if God's willing to offer such amazing pleasure off of choosing right once he's he's pretty much a sucker i mean i i know that it's just going to be once out of ten times you know what i mean that someone's going to choose right what's this notion that there's going to be this lofty reward because you choose something but it's such intense pleasure because you you do it right once it just doesn't seem rational um (sighs) 
I'm not really clear what you mean. We just say like we shouldn't we, we shouldn't um, expect that. We shouldn't feel we deserve that if um, if we're not really doing all that we could. Um, right. I guess like it makes sense that you would have a sense of reunion with the Kaddish Baruch Hu if uh, you're consistently, you know, um, uh, um, acting in the way he wants. But if, if, if the, the supposition is that you're going to, um, the next time you feel like, you know, whatever it is, you're going to do whatever it is or, or feel whatever it is that you're not supposed to feel and you're going to, Say no this time. I'm gonna devote this, and I'm gonna overcome my ether just uh, so that I should feel more connection with the Baruch Hu. Um, it, it seems like uh, it seems like too easy. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not really. Okay. No. 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 I hear that. I hear what you're asking. Um, I, it may be also important for us to keep in mind that this may not happen like automatically since we're not like used to expecting it, looking for it. But essentially, I think that we have good sources in Chazal that the power of Taiv in a person is really much stronger. The Chalvah stressed this very much, that the person innately is a being of truth and goodness, and the Yitzhahara is only external and very often, of course, you know, misleading us and, and you know, deceiving, we somehow submit to that, we, we, are, we are prone to that, but um, the innate core of the person is of true connection to Hashem. So that is definitely the most powerful aspect of a person. And, you know, even, even the, the Averis that we do is not, does not cut a person off completely, and there's possibility for tshuva, and even if he needs it to be, to be somehow sort of, you know, removed or, 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 or purified, but the, the core of the person still has the connection to Hashem. So we, we, could, we could see from Chazal how even the slightest move in the right direction, when they kairach, they had a, some kind of a thought, a beginning of a thought of tshuva, they couldn't even verbalize it, it wasn't even, even consciously maybe formulated, and that was enough for them to be picked up from, from Gehenim and, and be saved. This, this, the, the power of Taiv in a person is very, very powerful. Any step in a good direction is a very powerful cause. But of course, they could be back and forth, like, like the Mishnah says, Mitzigaris, Mitzavera, So a person can constantly be in a state of sort of flux one direction or another. But the hope is that if we have the right understanding, which um, sometimes it takes a while till we discover and re- to really connect to it, it could take a little bit even longer. But if we can discover and connect to the true ideals of the Torah, then we can discover that it's closer to us than we may have previously imagined. And that's what actually you have a connection with Hashem. It is within you. If you, if you will envision giving it back and living with Emes, you can envision that it will be good. If you could like stop and like imagine that scene, you will see yourself 
okay, content, with, 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 with pleasantness, with menucha. So then you know that it's within you. It's just, you know, we don't stop to realize, or we don't get the help to realize. But once we realize, then we say, oh, okay, that's all I need. I don't need anything else. This is the best good thing that there is. The connection to the people that we want to be close to, and the connection to Hashem, that we have these methods of connection. Can't be connected with Hashem with a meal, a meal of vegetables. We can connect with Hashem with MS, with Chesed, with Chachma, with Anava, with all the Midas Tairis, all the Chachma, with all the Yesha, with all the Oymik of Taira. That's how we have a connection with Hashem. So that experience is of the same nature. Rabbi Bachai is showing us. It's of the same nature, just in certain ways, you know more subtle, in certain ways, even more powerful. So, you know, when you're out in that sailboat with that old high school buddy of yours that's now going in a really bad direction, you got to tell him, Dave, you don't need this. You have a better life if you give back. All that stuff, just live with Benucha. Look what a good time we're having now. You can have that <laughs> with Asher forever. Okay. So again, to back to what I originally started with, is it all about the relationship or is it about yes. the at the end or somewhere in between there? The, the, whole, the whole understanding, the whole way to relate to the at the end is to the to the end, is through recognizing that we have a kayach of that relationship. Shalomar is coming to help us get some sense. But Amam says the Navim gave no mushal for Alam Haba because there is no mushal that could possibly be given. So we can't describe it directly. We only could try to get some way to relate to it and believe it and then you know, somehow embrace it. But not embrace it because I want a big payoff. Embrace it because this is good. This is innately good. Like the Gemara says, I don't want a payoff. I want to be connecting with Hashem. Of course, that's going to be the biggest payoff. But, but it cannot, it can't not be. That's my true nature. That's my true makeup. I am a being of of connection, innately being of connection with Hashem. Just to reach its fullness, it has to have opportunities to be lived, to be actualized, to be fully recognized. I only recognize it through my experience, through my doing it. That itself makes the connection. So that's that's better than anything else so we could say goodbye to all the temptations because they don't have anything to offer that can compare and we could try to just use them just use them whenever they are approaching us say okay this is an opportunity for me to be kind of emes for me to be kind of chesed for me to be kind of kedusha which will be experienced much better and of course all the way through What's also interesting here is that we're not talking about 
there's no proactive connection with Hashem here. It's just somebody that didn't steal, right? So I'm not sure I agree with you about that because why? when there's a challenge, still, that's what's happening. That's why you're not doing it. So, so there is some kind of challenge here, especially to give it back. And even in the first place, there is a, uh, a some kind of a uh, <laughs> an appearance of attractiveness that the Eight Sahara has put into a person. Of course, it's only uh, a fantasy, but the fantasy that's quite effective, nevertheless. If we can see through it, then uh, we'll be in a very good place. But not to worry, there'll be newness here in this that will come. Person's never done. There'll always be a new challenge to try to face at every level. So we're not going to get bored. <laughs> not to worry. <laughs> like the Chalmah says, that the Chacham said to Salmidim, you know, I was so worried about you. You're such a high madrega. Maybe you'll fall into the worst thing, the worst, the worst thing possible, worse than any Avera, Gaiva. So there'll always be some kind of challenge that will be enabling us to keep on growing as long as Hashem has uh, decreed for us to be involved in that. And then when the uh, job is done, then uh, comes the uh, eternal good. But in the meantime, we can enjoy the good here and now of the Yafe Sha'achas, the Tshuva Ma'isim Tayrim. Baruch Hashem, we're able to be getting together and sharing these thoughts. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> it's really a big celebration. <laughs> a Siyam Hashatzai celebration. But this, this is happening. But of course, um, it's quite another step to actually put into Lamaisa. The ideas, of course, are very beautiful. But until uh, they become absorbed and really integrated, is uh, is a big job, so we have to try to uh, keep on reviewing and finding the opportunities in life to bring it to Lamaisa. Okay, I guess I can cover it. <laughs> okay, Agresias Shakarachabaisai. Thank you so much for coming, everybody. This was a loaded night. <laughs> yes, thank you all for being with us. Okay. Um, Rabbi Goldman, can I call you um, in, a, in a minute or two? That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank um, you very Rabbi, much. give us a lot to think about. Okay, I'm, I'm very uh, grateful for that, and um, we all have to try the best we can. Yeah, okay, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Welcome, that's welcome. Yaakov, shukayach. That's a treat, always. <laughs> I have a mara welcome to Rebbe. I'll text you later. Oh, please do. Looking forward. Cultive. Cultive. Thank you.